Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Recognized employment program will focus on the protections and support that improve workplace conditions for temporary foreign workers. And employers are going to be subject to a more rigorous upfront assessment process based on their history and track record with the program. And this pre-screening approach is going to ensure that REP targets employers with the best recruitment practices. That's uh, Employment Minister, Federal Employment Minister Randy Boissonneau making an announcement the, uh, the other day uh, about improvements, uh, they, they say, to simplify the temporary foreign worker process. I mean, we know we need workers. Uh, employers are telling us this all the time. This may be part of the answer. Uh, but it's a complex situation here. This is not just a, you know, let's move on to this and, okay, everything's happy now. Uh, joining us to talk about this is uh, Moshe Lander. Moshe, of course, is a senior economics lecturer with uh, Concordia University. Uh, Moshe, good to have you on the show again. Thanks so much for this. Good morning. As, as I mentioned, it, it's not just, okay, let's uh, let's make this easier now for employers to, to bring more people in uh, and we all live happily ever after because there are existing problems with this system, but also with some people who are abusing the system uh, that I don't know that this legislation necessarily addresses. I mean, we've heard stories about people who are underpaid and, and, and mistreated as, as, as temporary workers. Uh, there's a lot of work that needs to be done on this file, isn't there? There is. And, and this is, you know, a, a fundamental economic trade-off, right? That if you want to try and simplify something, then it's usually going to mean that things fall through the cracks or there's always going to be anecdotes where something goes wrong, right? It, it, one size fits all doesn't uh, fit all. But if you try and do it on a case-by-case basis, then you tie things up in paperwork and each case has to be investigated thoroughly to be uh, safeguarded against these sorts of issues happening. And that takes time and it creates these labor shortages. So it's finding the right balance. And unfortunately, even when you pass legislation to say this is the right balance, next week, the right balance might be something different. And so it's what drives employers and employees crazy. Which is why I assume uh, when the minister was making this the announcement the other day, uh, he used a phrase a couple of times, which I think maybe underscores what you just said. Uh, these changes and this this fast tracking or acceleration of the process is for what they call trusted employers, which I assume uh, Moshe means basically people that have shown through their past practices that they, they are ethical and they do the right things here. Yeah, they have to have, I think, a minimum of three positive reviews in the last five years. And so somehow that is the magic number, I guess, that ensures that there's not going to be problems again. But, you know, the, the thing, Bill, is that anytime you create these sorts of rules, right, there's always the unintended consequence. So mm-hmm. let's say that I need three positive reviews in five years to get this fast track. Who's to say then that I'm going to behave on the fourth time through, right? So an employer might understand that if they wanted to game the system, they just need to get those three positive reviews. And then after that, they are not free to abuse workers, right? But uh, they're not going to be watched as closely. So, you know, even here, uh, it makes some sense to say, all right, we need some level of security to know that we're dealing with the right people. But again, we're still going to get anecdotes that come out that somebody passed their three positive reviews and still somehow is falling afoul of, of the intent of the law. There are some that are suggesting that uh, when it comes to the rights of foreign workers, for instance, uh, that they should simply have the same rights as, as Canadian citizens and permanent residents when it comes to workplace safety, uh, things of this nature, too. Is is that doable? And is it something that, that, that employers are willing to accept? I don't know that employers are necessarily willing to accept it. They'll accept it if it's positive to their bottom line, right? At the end of the day, they're just doing it because it, it boosts their profitability. But, you know, if you have different workplace rules, depending on your, your status within the country, that probably would create 
complications and confusion, even for the employer. Like you, you could imagine that, okay, you're not safe to work in this particular environment, but you are safe to work in this environment, or I don't need to supervise you carefully, but I do need to supervise you carefully. Y you could imagine that most employers would say, I, I don't like this sort of situation. I guess one way around it then is that if you're hiring foreign workers to only work in particular jobs, then maybe the, the supervision of those jobs could be laxer. Uh, but again, you know, the, the public blowback, if that comes to light, it, it, you know, it, it comes down to just a business decision. Um, but I think the intent that anybody who's working in this country should be protected uh, with the same rights as anybody who lives in this country seems reasonable. But to that end, I, I, you know, even if there's oversight here and even if there are, you know, protocols set up uh, for people that feel as if they're not getting a, a, a fair deal, uh, whether it's wages, whether it's working conditions or whatever the case, uh, there are places where they can go. But are, do, do the workers themselves know about this? I mean, do they know who to call or, or, is, or are they, yeah. they concerned with the, you know, the, the fear of reprisal that, that okay, I'm going to lose my job or, you know, any number of different things can happen. I mean, and I, I know we're painting a pretty bleak picture here and it's not always that way, but if it is, is there a process in place for them to follow? There is. Uh, but again, you know, e even if there's a place to follow up, it's not necessarily the, the follow up comes within minutes or days. Right. So, again, anecdotally, we can hear these stories that for the last three years, uh, this particular worker has been trying to get some sort of compensation or some sort of retribution against an employer that abuses them. Right. So even in that case, then what what is their situation during that period where there's an investigation going on. Can they continue to go to their employer? Do they have to find a new employer? Are they going to be kicked out of the country? If they're kicked out wrongfully, is there going to be a lawsuit? Like, you know, there, there are so many possible things that can go wrong, but that's the nature of when, when you create any legislation, any legislation that covers hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of, of people, you're always going to have a distribution where one extreme or the other can start creating all kinds of chaos that usually forces the the change in legislation right exactly uh you know we've talked about worker shortages and, and uh, employers have been talking about this uh, well since the pandemic really and and it seems to be ongoing uh do you see this as a step in the right direction to try to fill some of those holes it's a step in the right direction. I, I think that we're still very, very uh, closed when it comes to allowing workers in. I mean, you know, if I'm going to create the simplest legislation out there, it's as long as you follow Canadian laws and as long as you pay your taxes, the door is open, right? Um, mm -hmm. To me, the bigger problem is that when you start to create carve-outs and when you start to create exceptions for this and exemptions for that, um, you know, it becomes more complicated and it becomes possible to game the system whether you're the employer or the employee, and, and, and that's when people fall through the cracks. But I think that a broader problem is that even within simplified legislation, are municipalities ready for the foreign workers to be coming into the country, right? They're still going to need healthcare services. If they're coming with children, they're going to need schooling. Uh, you're going to need housing, which of course is a major issue in this country. And so I, I think that whatever the legislation is, municipalities are not ready, and they've shown themselves to be not ready for when people do start showing up. More to come on this one, to be sure. Always a pleasure, Marsha. Thanks so much for this today. Anytime. Marsha Lander with uh, Concordia University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.